0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls Podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from Tripadvice.com. How you doing out there, world? Man, I had an interesting day today. So I have someone who helps me with my story. Someone who helps with breaking down kind of the history of of my experience with women, meeting women, dating as well as the history of trip advice and being able to talk about that a little bit more not necessarily on the podcast even though I'm doing that right now as we speak but but really letting people in across some of the other social media platforms where they don't get to hear me speak to you like this letting them in on the world of trip advice and my history as a coach and how I got into coaching and what I did before. And I was on an hour and a half call just telling my entire story from beginning to end. And it's so interesting to do that, to really look back at your life. And the point of recording this episode, I'm 37, almost 38 years old, and there's just a lot of life to look back on when you get to that age. And it just, uh, it was fun. It was a a great time. I mean, there's stories that I've told time and time again to eh, people I meet and friends and networking and all that. But to really dive in, to really dive into some of the very specific moments, the ones that made the biggest difference in my dating life and in business and growing trip advice. Like I for example I told this story of how to talk to girls. I was talking about the inception of how to talk to girls. It was created funny enough this sounds like some tech startup. It was created in a garage. Which it was. But it wasn't a garage, it was an Airbnb that was converted from garage to Airbnb. And I was with my business partners 2014, it was maybe fall 2014. And my business partner said, you know, we got to start a podcast. We got a YouTube channel. We need to start a podcast now. And I had experience podcasting because I was podcasting back in 2009. And so I said, let's do it. I'm ready. And we were talking about, well, what should we call it? What should we call the podcast? We thought, well, uh, trip advice? Well, no, people don't know what trip advice is. Yeah, well they wouldn't at that time, maybe now, but even now you might see trip advice and think it's like vacation advice. So no, no, okay, not trip advice. Well, it's got to be something that speaks to someone. So when they see the title, they know exactly what it's about. And of course, you know, the title is how to talk to girls, but we didn't know exactly what to do. So what we did is we thought, well, let's see what some of the biggest YouTube videos I had at the time, because I've been doing YouTube videos since 2012. So we looked, and the most viewed video back in 2014 was a video titled, you guessed it, How to Talk to Girls. And we thought, wow, that's that's perfect. That's what we should call it, because we know that is a pain point. We know that when a guy reads How to Talk to Girls, he's going to go, okay. That's what I need to learn, and that's what this podcast is all about. Now, I know we don't specifically talk about how to talk to girls on every single episode, but it's all related, right? And of course, there's plenty of episodes to choose from where I do talk about specific areas there, but either way, it, uh, it worked, really spoke to people. Maybe you found this podcast because you typed in how to talk to girls somewhere in your Spotify or Apple search function or podcast function, wherever you're listening to podcasts. But anyway, I don't know. Wanted to share that with you. Some of you might already know that. And now, whoever's listening to this episode currently knows the history of how to talk to girls. And from then on, been producing episodes every single week. One of my most fun platforms because I get to talk raw. I get to catch you up on things. We get to chat about things. So yeah, what's today's episode about? Well, you read it here, limiting beliefs. You're limiting beliefs around dating that are holding you back. I, I did an episode on this topic kind of recently. But in this one, I had a conversation. I like to say conversation rather than interview in this case, because it was more of a conversation with a friend of mine, friend slash colleague. She's a matchmaker. Her name is Talia. We met. She's been on the podcast a few times. And I enjoy talking to her. I think that she's got a a great point of view. And I think that we, well, let's just say I I enjoy where the conversation takes us. And it's always fun and eye-opening. And so we cover some really good topics, even beyond limiting beliefs. So you're going to hear that today and our conversation around that. In the beginning, we talk a little bit about some of our clients and coaching clients that we work with, not specific clients, but just talking about who we like to work with, the type of guys that get the best results when they're coming to us for our services, for her matchmaking and a little bit of dating coaching. And then of course over here in TripAdvice for straight up dating coaching and helping guys with meeting more women online, in person, all that good stuff. So a nice segue here is about the coaching program. TripAdviceCoaching.com if you need help. If you're struggling to do this on your own, if you have limiting beliefs around dating that are holding you back, if you feel like you don't want to do this on your own anymore, well, the doors are open, my friend, and the doors are open to you at tripadvicecoaching.com. You can go there, fill out an application, talk to one of the amazing men here at TripAdvice who will onboard you and give you all the information that you need and so that you can see if coaching is a good fit for you. And if it is, we'd love to work with you. We have coaches on staff who are ready to work with you. I just got a, let's see, I'm going to grab something real quick. Just got a text message from a client that I worked with alongside Coach Eric worked with, and I'm going to read it to you right now. Thank you, Trip. Thank you, Eric. Just wanted to share with you, I found a great girl and think it's really going somewhere. I've been seeing her since October. She literally checks all boxes, physical and emotional chemistry, intelligence, like-minded values and interests, etc. We are in sync. I don't think I would have ever met her if it wasn't for the program. I was talking with her just on my last two sessions. The tips, tricks and advice really boosted my confidence. I feel it gave me the tools to find a great partner that I'm compatible with without having to sacrifice. Thank you both and really appreciate. All of your guidance and support, best, and I'll keep it anonymous. But that was such an amazing text message to read this weekend, and I absolutely love it when clients come back and give their praise and thanks. And we let them know: listen, it's uh, it's not all us, my friend. Yes, we have the tools. Yes, we can coach you, but you're doing it too. We're all in this together. We are a team, and teams will get you to the result faster. Mentors get you there faster. I'm obviously a big fan and proponent of mentors. I will always have them in my life on so many different levels. And why not? We should learn from the people who know more than us and can help us. So I'm always a student. Hopefully you are too. You should be. I think you are. You're listening to the podcast. So you are a student on some level. So good for you. Anyway, if you need help, tripadvicecoaching.com. Check that out and we will get you the help that you need. Now, here's my great and fun and interesting conversation with Talia talking about limiting beliefs and more. Talia, what's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you?
1: I am doing fantastic. Just living the dream in Miami.
0: Living the dream in Miami. You're in Miami. I'm in Mexico, and we're talking to each other on the internet.
1: That's right. It's
0: pretty cool. Now, this is your third time on the podcast. You are in the third time club, which I'll—I'll I'll be honest—that's a very small club. So you <laughs> should feel so grateful. That you've made it on a third time.
1: Very grateful over here.
0: <laughs> That's great. Because you forced us to do a third one. You're like, we're doing a third one. I want to do another one. And I'm like, That's okay. That's right. Okay. I'm like, you know
1: what? There's a lot of singles out there that want to hear about us.
0: Yes. So for people who don't listen to every single episode of this podcast, can you explain who you are, what you do, and how you got into what you do?
1: Sure. So, I am a matchmaker and a dating coach and soon to be author. I mean, I already wrote my book, but it doesn't come out till April. Hey, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I've been doing I've been in the dating industry for the last 10 years now. So.
0: Cool. What were you doing before dating industry work?
1: Before dating industry, I was setting people up for free and I was in tech.
0: Okay. What were you doing in tech?
1: I was the senior territory VP and I was doing sales across the entire United States. Very boring. It was uh, a SaaS product risk management. Trust me, nothing that anyone on here wants to hear
0: about. (laughs) So when did you go full-time into dating, into dating, coaching, and matchmaking?
1: Oof. Full-time. I want to say it had to have been maybe 2017 perhaps.
0: Okay. 2017. Okay. So yeah. So five years matchmaking, dating coaching, but you're primarily a matchmaker. Like that's what people pay you for to get matched. And then you also give advice to help them. Is that right?
1: That's right. And with the matchmaking comes the coaching. I don't even offer a matchmaking program without the coaching because they complement each other so well.
0: Is there anyone that you've worked with that didn't need coaching or they pretty much all need some sort of coaching? And by the way, are we talking about men and, and, or, or men and women that you're doing the coaching for?
1: So with the matchmaking, I only work with men and they predominantly all need coaching, but I have a few clients that say, you know what, Talia, I don't want to do the coaching. And I'm like, okay, so we don't get to go really deep on that.
0: Okay why don't why don't they think they need it do you agree or you're like okay i'll i'll say yes to your wishes but i know deep down you actually need this
1: i know deep down they absolutely need it i mean listen <laughs> okay. we we all need it right like there's it's just like anything there's always an oil change that's necessary and there's always good feedback to be had so of course even when they say no i will chime in whenever i can to give really good constructive feedback
0: that's good i mean yeah even myself i mean I'm a dating coach, but I still, well, I'm in a relationship, so I don't seek dating advice, but whenever I hear dating advice from other people, and I think it's good advice, I definitely would, I'm open. I'll change my mind to something maybe I thought that I've previously thought, or something new that I'll be like, oh, that's cool. I'll I'll incorporate that tip into, into, you know, my stuff. Or, um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm a forever student, as they say. And I believe that everyone should be that and open minded, which which gets me thinking, it's really tough. I don't this is a total side note. Do you find it tough to be friends with people who are stubborn?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm like you. I can be convinced otherwise on something. I just need you to have good backing up facts. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, stubborn can be really tough, especially when working with someone. If you're coaching a guy and he's really stubborn and he's stuck in his ways, that's hard to see results. But I think with time, people, you know, people bend.
0: Yeah, no, it for sure, that's one of the biggest things that we look for with people who join our coaching program is to make sure that they're coachable, which basically means not Mm -hmm. stubborn. And once in a while... We do our best, but once in a while we'll get someone who slips through the cracks, who is a little bit stubborn, and kind of. It's okay to question, right? It's like it's okay to be like, "Wait, you're giving me this advice. Why am I doing this?" or whatever it mm. is. But it's another thing to kind of push back, and we found that the clients who end up doing a lot pushback get slower results than people who are just saying, "Hey, I'm open minded. Just tell me what to do." Which is funny because I don't know personally. If I, and I have, joined many coaching programs in the past, but in the future, even if I ever join another coaching program that I'm doing in any sense, I I just go in and go tell me what to do. I don't want to fight. I don't want to be stubborn. I just, that's what you pay for. That's the beauty of it. That's the value I see is like, it's for someone like you, right? If I were to hire you as a matchmaker or a dating coach, you're the expert. You know what you're doing. I want to come in and be like, all right, do what you do best and just, you know, put me wherever you need to put me and let's go because I'm paying you to get me specific results that I'm looking for. But anyway. Yeah, for sure. I
1: mean, just just to piggyback off that, I did have this client who's a guy and he said, I'm not ready to sign up for matchmaking just yet. He said, I'm killing it on Hinge, and I just want to, you know, go about it my way a little bit longer, but can you coach me in this process while I'm using Hinge? And I said, sure, we can start with coaching and then maybe we can segue into matchmaking later. So it's funny because he always says, he always takes my advice, but he always wants to know the why. No matter how logical it sounds, he always wants to know the why. And I've actually found him to be such a good client because now I practice giving people advice and I always say the why no matter what. Even if they fully trust me, I give them the why just so that they can remember it and it'll stick longer. 100%.
0: And we do the Mm -hmm. same thing over here at TripAdvice. One of the things that I, uh, no, 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 trying not to get too meta here, but one of the things that I have learned is how to learn. So people have different learning styles. So people learn in different ways. Some people learn by understanding, they want to know what are the benefits, like, why am I doing this? Other people want to just know, well, just give me the how-tos. Like, what you know, what are the steps? Some people are just like, well, just tell me what to do now. Like, what's just the mm-hmm. first thing I do? Just tell me what to do. Um, what is it? And what, how, why, what if. Yeah. So those are the four different learning styles. Some people have multiple. But if you teach something, in a way, it could be a piece of content. It could be mm-hmm. literally coaching. And you give them the why, what, how, what if then you're going to be tackling every single kind of learning style, and then that's going to help them learn the best. So no, why sure. why it works, what the theory, how, what are the steps, and what if is what do I do now? Like, What's the actual first step? Anyway, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, this is not what we're talking about today. Today we have something <laughs> really interesting, and I can't wait to dive into it. So I'm going to give you the floor here now that we've done a little intro. You brought up a topic to me that I've never heard. I don't even know what this word is. And I'm excited to dive in. So what are we learning about today? And what is this concept that you were telling me over the phone?
1: So we want to dive into the word expanders. Because they're so important to have if you're dating. Well, with anything in life, actually. So an expander is... When it's a life experience that now that you've seen it, you believe it because you're expanding your brain. So you're expanding your truth. So for example, if you think all women are gold diggers or all women are cheaters or all the good girls are taken or anything like that, but then you have an expander, like you have a close friend who met this amazing girl and now they're together, they're in a healthy relationship, they're thriving. That is now your new expander because now you've seen it, therefore you believe it. You believe it exists. And it's really important that we have a ton of expanders in our life so that we continue to believe that it does exist. And so that we can then manifest that we want those exact things too, because now we truly believe in it.
0: Okay, cool. That's really good. So expander, it's expanding your mind and opening up your mind. Is this related to like confirmation biases or or fallacies or anything like that? It's like, You know, the idea that you might believe something to be true, but you're saying once you get like anecdotal data on the thing, it's going to change? I'm just trying to get into the nitty gritty of it. What are some other examples?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I know this one. So for example, I had a male client who said to me, Talia, I just... I'm just not sure I fully believe that that type of love exists. And I said, well, let's think about, he said, because I don't have any guy friends that have found what I'm looking for. And I said, okay, hmm, what about a celebrity crush? Like, Let's just go really high level. Is there anyone that you know, that's a celebrity that you watch on TV, whatever that is and their spouse and their relationship from what we know from the outside looking in, it looks like they have exactly what you want. And he said, oh, absolutely. Yes. Actually, Um, you know, he listed off an actor and his wife and he said they have exactly what I I think it was like George Clooney or something. And I said, okay, see, that's your expander. Then think about if George Clooney can have that type of marriage, so can you. So I was telling him, you know, just because we don't have it in our immediate circle of friends, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so we want to constantly be reminded of those expanders so that we believe in it. And so we can help manifest attracting that right person.
0: Okay. Got it. So do you have a lot of guys who are saying, what What are they saying to you? What, what they're saying that they don't believe love, ex- good love exists. They feel like what women cheat a lot. Like what is, what, what are their complaints here?
1: Well, you know, I think you and I have discussed this before. There's a lot of limited belief systems that we create along our journey. And these limited belief systems could be anything. So for a guy, it could be um, the ones I hear lie is all the good girls are taken or you know, no girls are loyal or stuff like that. And that is called a limited belief system that you've set in yourself. And because you believe it so strongly, then inherently because of the law of attraction, you will only attract that exact type of girl. So it's really important that you break those limited belief systems. The first step is you want to acknowledge it and say, okay, I have a limited belief system about this. Or you know the people that say, there's no one left in my city. I'm gonna have to move to a bigger city. You know, they're convinced that there's no one where they live, so they're going to have to move. And that's a limited belief system because statistically speaking, that doesn't make any sense. So I always say the first step is to acknowledge that limited belief system and then break that belief system by, you know, somehow... Realizing that that's not true, whether it's talking to a friend about it and they assure you that that's not factual, that there are people within your city or that not all girls are cheaters or that, you know, it's not true, all the good ones are taken.
0: It's interesting too, because if someone said that to me, I wouldn't even necessarily want to convince them otherwise to start. I would be like, "Uh, okay, therefore what, right? So if some guy said, well, all women cheat or something like that, Mm -hmm. which is obviously not true. But either way, I would say, okay, so what's your point? Do you want to date? (laughs) Do you still want to date? Are you saying you don't want? Because one thing I know is I never care to, at least I don't think I do on the podcast, is I convince anyone that they should date. Convince any guy that they should be in a relationship or get married. I don't really care to convince anyone about anything in that sense. I would rather meet a guy where they're at Mm. and meet them at a place where specifically they do have a positive outlook on relationships or dating and they do want it. Although Maybe in this case you get someone who says, Oh, I'd love to date, I'd love to be in a great relationship, but all women cheat. There's no good women out there. The cities, you know, it's they're all taken. Or um, what's another good what was another one that you said? Another limiting belief oh, or something. About
1: the cities that you live in, that there's no girl left for me in this city. I have to move.
0: Right. What's another one on top of that? What, what else do you hear?
1: Mm, those are really the main ones that I hear that are alarming to me where I'm like, okay, that's, that's a big limited belief system because I know for a fact that's not true. You know, those are the big ones I hear.
0: Okay. Yeah. So there's no good women left. There's no good relationships and women and a lot of women cheat. Those big three, those seem to be the big three.
1: Or even actually this one I've heard a lot. Well, all marriages end in divorce at some point. And that's such a huge limited belief system. And that's why it's it's so important. It's completely false. And that's why that it's important to address that, acknowledge that that's your belief system, and then break that down into having you believe otherwise so that then you can attract the type of person you want.
0: Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So do you hear this from your matchmaking clients?
1: No, that's more from uh, consultations that I do. And I'll, you know, interview someone and they'll interview me and we kind of just see, are we a good fit to work together? And, you know, I, I hear, I hear their pain points, you know, and sometimes I hear these limited belief systems and I catch them right away and I tell them, Hey, this is holding you back. Whether or not we work together Take this with a grain of salt, but that's really holding you back. Um, but yeah, and I think it's really important that we stay really positive about dating. You know, if you're listening to this and you're single, the first step in getting out there and starting dating is to have a positive mindset. That's step one above all things. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, because what we say, what we there, there's 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 something behind your thoughts, but also behind what you actually put out and say in the, in the real world. And it's one thing to have a lot of different thoughts, but once you start saying the things, it becomes an actual reality because you're saying it. I'm not saying like magic. Like if you say all women are cheaters, all the women become cheaters, but you've said it now. So you've made it part of a memory of an actual thing happening intangibly and so now you are going to kind of like you're saying it's not it's more than a belief at that point it is your reality you live in a reality now where people are getting divorced women are cheaters there's no women left or whatever it is so there's going to be a you're either and so now you're going to just have a bad time you're probably going to end up it's going to see it messes with you you're going to seemingly end up with women who might be cheating or get into a relationship that's going to be bad because you're looking for it. So it's mm-hmm. it's just your new reality. You know, it's like the same person who says I have bad luck. Well, Ugh. they only have bad luck cuz they say they have bad luck and it's their reality. So they're only looking at all the bad things that ever happened to them. Where Absolutely. if you I actually just watched a great TikTok on this, it was really cool and I'm not like big for mantras or like law of attraction stuff, but she was saying, if you say to yourself 20 times a day, I am Trip Kramer. I'm a very lucky person. I am Trip Kramer. I'm a very lucky person. I am Trip Kramer. I'm a very lucky person. And you keep on saying that out loud, out loud all the time, you're going to start convincing yourself and living in a reality that you are a lucky person. So what happens? It's not necessarily that you're going to magically have all these great things happen to you, but every time something good happens, you're going to say, see, I am a lucky person. Just like gratitude. So
1: and I love what side do you want to live on,
0: right? Go ahead. Right.
1: No, I love that you bring that up because all my friends always tease me and they're like, Talia, you're the luckiest person I know. And I joke with them. I'm like, well, I believe in the law of attraction. And I've, I every every day I do say that. I'm like, Talia, I say I am the luckiest person. And even when I'm traveling, I'm always really lucky. With love, I'm always really lucky. Just with everything, with going to the grocery store, you know, I get the last item, I'm always so lucky. And I truly think that it's because, and it's been proven that luck doesn't exist, but because I live in that reality, I'm attracting more luck. And so I caught my really good friend the other day. She was saying, oh, I just have the worst luck. And I said, well, the more you say that, the more it becomes a reality. And the more you hone in on that, the more you're going to continue to have bad luck. So it's just about you know having positive mantras and starting to believe in them.
0: Yeah, also, I bet the people who... Okay, so we'll, we'll take you as an example, okay? I've known you for, uh, what, a few years now, and you seem like a very positive person. You always have a good attitude. I've never heard you complain. I've never seen anything on social media of you complaining. You probably have a lot of lucky... So-called lucky things happening and positive things happening to you because you're just a very positive person. And so what happens there is you're tangibly putting things out there in the universe and the way that you act, the way that you treat people, it's like karma in the sense where you're like for example, you've been on the this podcast three times, and I'm not saying this is the most exclusive podcast in the world, but I've had other people who have asked me to be on and I'm just like, eh, well, maybe I'm not really, I'm like, I'm not doing interviews right now. I'll just push them to the side. But I know that every time we have a conversation, it's fun, it's lighthearted, it's it's like a good time, right? So it's like, was that luck that you're coming on again or... Did you actually create that because you are just surrounding your mindset, your beliefs, and everything you're saying As I'm lucky, I'm positive, good things happen to me. So it's kind of coming full circle with everything we're talking about here. It's, it's the beliefs, it's the thoughts that turn into the beliefs that turn into the things that you say and then the things that actually now start happening in the real world. And then that has to do full circle with, with this expander expanders that you're talking about, right?
1: Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Your thoughts are your reality. That's why everyone always says you're the co-creator of your life. So if you're positive about your love life, or if you're positive about dating, if you're positive about online dating, you know, whatever that looks like for you, then the more you're going to attract positivity. And I'm the proof of that because I do that myself and I have really good results. Like you said, I've been on here three times. But I exude positivity as much as I can. Don't get me wrong; I'm still human, so I still have my days. But for the most part, I try to look at things like you know, like everything's going to be okay. So it really does pay off in the end.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Mm.
0: And I've known from the clients that I've worked with over the past ten years is like the guys who are a little bit more on the negative side a little bit more um, jaded, so to speak. Those guys, we get them results, but it's just slower. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's slower. And then the guys that I work with who are so positive, like I have a couple clients right now, they're just disgustingly positive. It's amazing. And they get so many results, open-minded, positive, taking advice. Here's another thing too that, that uh, I was thinking about earlier that you said. The kind of person, because this is all related to self-esteem too, right? If you say to yourself, I have bad luck, bad things happen to me, women are cheaters, da, 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 You're probably not allowing yourself to have the opportunities that you should have to grow and succeed. Right, So someone like you, for example, because you believe you have good luck, because you clearly like yourself, you probably put yourself in more positions because you're optimistic. Like There's an optimism there. And it's like the snowball effect. It's like, well, if you feel positive and optimistic, you're going to do more things. And the more things you do, the more opportunities you're going to have. And And even more so, we all know that not everything can always go our way. But I bet you, and I'm just guessing, at least I'll say I'm like, this is like, when things don't go our way, you look at it as a way of like, okay, ah, that sucked, that thing that just happened. But you know what? I'm really glad it happened because that was a big lesson. And then you take the lesson. And then you're like, that was awesome because I got a great lesson from it. And now I'm going to be smarter and stronger and more prepared for the future. Would you say that's similar to you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are times in my life when things don't go well, right? But I always try to look at the bright side of it. And I know I'm a true believer that whatever is meant for me in this lifetime will not be withheld from me. So if something bad happens and it doesn't go my way, I know that it it wasn't meant to go my way for a reason. And I just trust that. And I tell myself, you know what, either it's a lesson or it's a learning experience for me. There's growth in that. And I try to look at the bright side of it instead of feeling like someone's out to get me or something. You know what I mean? There's always that person that's like, oh, the universe is out to get me or God or whatever. And I'm like, no, you can't look at it that way because it's so limiting. And then it leads to more negative thoughts versus looking at it in an optimistic way and then having everything kind of smooth over, the quicker you're able to adjust to a bad situation, especially if you're dating online and it's complicated and it's hard and maybe you're not getting the best results, the more you can hone in on the positive, you're meeting new people, your network has grown, the more positive things will come back full circle.
0: Yeah, totally. And then it's just about learning from what's happening, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're doing online dating and it's not working, well, you have to learn about what's going on. Why, why isn't it working? It's an opportunity to then learn what's not working and then you can do the things that you need to do to fix it. And then, you know, take that next chance, try things again, and then see what happens. But if you stop there and go, I'm ugly, no women like me, oh, women they'll never go for a guy like me. What why am I even trying? There's no women in this city. They're all taken. Look at all this trash online. Your realities are really it's the strongest thing. Mm. And it will dictate for sure, you know, where you're headed. Let me ask you this though, because as we both know and one of the reasons why you really wanted to come on here a third time is because You said your words. There's a lot of problems right now with dating. There's a lot of single people out there that need our help. Those are your words. So Mm -hmm. there is a lot. It's really tough right now. How does someone stay positive through it all? How does someone stay positive when they're not getting results? How do you, how does someone stick with it?
1: I think that you have to add More dose of love. So I look at it as you have a love jar, right? And this love jar can have multiple things in it. It's your family, it's your community, your friends, it's going to that favorite restaurant. It's also, you know, finding that your partner, your partner, you know, putting love in that love jar. And what I tell all my clients is if you're not getting results with dating, but you're at least trying then fill up the love jar in other ways, you know, spend more time with your friends, keep yourself busy to stay positive. Because if you're only working really, really hard, and then you're dating and there's not much community, there's not much, you're not even watching your favorite show, you're not going to your favorite restaurant, then it's so easy to get really down and get really overwhelmed. So just keeping that love jar full and adding those doses of love an extra dose when you feel a little bit overwhelmed is my best advice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point because that's a really good point. You would imagine someone who comes to you and says a lot of negative stuff, something's lacking in their life. Like there has, like there almost has to be, maybe there's an exception, but I can imagine nine times out of 10, someone with that attitude that everything sucks, everything's bad, dating's the worst it's ever been da da da, da whatever it may be something's going on there there's a self-esteem issue you're not happy with life because think about it this way if you loved your life man i do fun things i love my job i've got great friends you're going to you're going to just going to be excited be like okay let's find this great woman because i got this great life and i've i can really share my awesome life with this person. Let's do it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: There's going to be more excitability there, right?
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. And you know, remember how we talked about how people are struggling really bad right now with love? And I was thinking about this and I'd be curious to know what your clients are telling you and my observations and what I've noticed among my friend group and among just conversations I've had where people are just not being intentional about what they're looking for, you know, beyond looks. And that far, that way it's like, okay, that's like trying to find a missing person without the description and we, you and I've discussed having a list is really helpful. Right. And I think that people really need to hone in on that and get really clear because you know me, I'm more on the spiritual side. So I believe in manifestation and I think you can manifest attracting that right person if you get really clear about what you're looking for. So my question to you is, do you agree that some people just don't fully know themselves well enough to know what they're looking for?
0: What's interesting, talking about intentional dating, Hmm. I think that women are too intentional and men are not intentional enough. And I think that's the problem, right? Intentional is not the great word here to use, but what I mean is women are looking for too many things so they don't end up finding it and men aren't looking at all. So they either end up with nothing or they end up with a, a woman who's just not a great fit for them. So what you said about manifesting, because I'm not like super again into the law of attraction as much as as you are, but There is something to say about when you write down or put out there what it is that you are looking for, you do have a better chance of finding it because you're just, it just brings it into your consciousness, your awareness. Once you're aware of what you're looking for, you have a better chance of finding it, right? So that's how I believe in like law of attraction. You know, law of attraction also talks about um, money too. Like, I want to make a million dollars. So if you're always saying that to yourself, and you're putting that out there into the universe, so to speak, you're probably going to be doing and taking actions that are going to fulfill that. Like you're going to be doing things that will get you to that point because you're constantly thinking about it. So it almost becomes this, what you might call manifestation. I'll I'll call reverse engineering. If you're always thinking about, this is what I want. This is what I need. Well, then what's like, for example, on a date, if you're like, okay, I want a woman who, is Just kind, say,
1: responsible, loyal.
0: Yeah, you're going to be looking for that. That's what you're going to be looking for when you're on the date, hopefully. Guys do sometimes get a little caught up with looks. And and so because of that, because of how, how visual we are, it can tend to distract us from some more important qualities. Some guys have to, have to go through their own process of finding that out on their own. I've had to do that myself. It's like when you just kind of like, ah, uh, you, you let things slide just cause you're like, oh, they're really cute. You're really super attracted to them and it's just not worth it in the end. You know? So there, do, there does need to be some sort of list there. I'm curious on the female end. Hmm. Like I, I, did you agree with what I said there with that? Women have a very long list. Have you found that? Have you seen that at all?
1: I have seen that. I did agree with you. If I had to make a generalization, right, this means it does not apply for everyone. But I do think that if I had to generalize it, men generalize, tend to yeah. yeah, yeah. Men tend to have less of a, like you said, setting an intention, having a list, and women tend to have a really long list and they know exactly what they're looking for. And that's and sometimes it's in reverse. But generally speaking, I'd say that through my research and through my observations, that's Pretty correct, which is why I think if you're listening to this and you're single, you know, take an extra moment out of your day to just write down. I know Tripp, you always say five, I say ten, but I maybe meet in the middle, seven. You say three? What? Yeah, three. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's just meet in the middle and say five. Write down five things that you're looking for in a female, and these are five things that you're the non-negotiables and. The more you look at that list, the more you're going to naturally attract that. And just remember, oh, this was the best advice. I remember someone, I heard this somewhere on a podcast and it said, write down the five things you're looking for in a partner. And then ask yourself, how many of these five are you?
0: That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good, That's one. A good one. Also, to I tell guys th- three, because I think there's a lot of qualities that, I, I call them like defaults or like kind of like, yeah. well, duh, like duh, like she should be like that. You know, guys say, oh, I want a girl who's really into me, you know, cause they've never had that before. Oh, I just want to, I want a girl who's like really into me and that's a quality, That's part of their list. And I say, take that off your list because she, yes, of course she has to be like that. that that's not a non-negotiable. That just like it's. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I completely
0: agree. Yeah, or like um she needs to be really sweet. Yeah, she she better be. She should be responsible. I hope so. You know what I, you know what I mean? So, I think we can take those things off the list and we can focus more on specifics like it could be politics, it could be religion, it could be eating habits, it could be a woman who's um if you're someone who's really into physical health, something like that, responsible. Um, well, I used to have one that was like money responsible. But even that, I would say that's kind of like, that should be almost a default too. So I would I would have said to my old self, probably not the best one to have in there. Um, another one is like kids, like wanting kids. Because not everyone, that's not a duh. Not every woman wants kids. So that could be a non-negotiable there. Here's another example: working remotely. I know some people that don't want to settle down into a, a location, so they want to find someone else who can also work remotely with them, and they can travel around. These are kind of specific, but I'm just saying, just having some of the and it, it can be fun. It's like just create your perfect. What I don't like using that word, but create your ideal your, partner. Yeah. Ideal. That's great. Your ideal partner. Like what, what does that look like to you? Minus some of the duh stuff, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for what are sure. your thoughts on that?
1: I agree. I mean, I go on the a little bit more on the extreme of get really detailed with it and have fun with it. That's why I always tell my clients, create 10 things, you know, write down 10 things that would make it really fun for you. That would also, it it shows a lot about yourself too. If you can write down 10 things that, you know, would make it a compatible match for you, then that says, you know, a lot about you and you've, you've dated enough where, you know, what's a good mesh, what's a good fit. So even as, you know, sometimes even thinking, well, because I am such an introvert, I'm not, I'm an extrovert. I'm just saying, I'll just say me because I am such an extrovert. I could never marry someone who's a diehard introvert. It just wouldn't mesh well. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, well, I've never thought about introvert extrovert matches. Those are some things to consider.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, that's another one. What are yours? What are your non-negotiables?
1: My non-negotiables? Oh, goodness. I
0: know you don't like talking about personal stuff. <laughs> is,
1: it, is it that? This is, is good. That, <laughs> no, just, this is a good one.
0: You can totally turn this question down. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think it'd be fun.
1: No, no, no. No, it'd be fun. And I can always ask you back the same I question. I feel like we um, talked
0: about this on the last episode.
1: <laughs> Maybe we We might we have, did. but who cares? We might have. No. So my, my top three non-negotiables I would say is someone who cares about health and wellness. That's a non-negotiable for me because I'm so healthy and I can't imagine being with someone that doesn't value those things. And then having someone who is very active because I'm very active. I play, you know, paddle, tennis, pickleball. I, I love sports in general. So for me to be with someone that's A couch potato. It just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense, and we wouldn't be able to do some of the same things together. And I would also say, someone who is very careful with how they drink—that's a big one for me. I just that's a non-negotiable. Someone who takes advantage of drinking or doesn't know how to drink responsibly—that's a deal breaker for me. And you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people during COVID that picked up really bad habits that now consume more than they should. So that's yeah. a big, that's a big one for me.
0: Funny because I, it wasn't a, a habit, but I I picked up like a little bit of like mixology. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want to, but it was more for, it wasn't because I wanted to get wasted, but I just wanted to learn how to make like a good cocktail. Uh, but anyway, no, those are good. Those are, those are solid.
1: Wait, let me ask okay, you this. So, Yes. We've never discussed this. Who do you think should pick up the bill on a first date?
0: Um, Well, the guy should do it. Mm. Period.
1: I think whoever asks the person out should pick up the bill.
0: How often are women asking guys out on the first date?
1: You would be surprised.
0: I would surprise me.
1: (laughs) I have some guy friends... They will tell me stories like, "Oh, this girl that I met at yoga, she's always asking me if I want to go grab a bite to eat." And like, I'm like, "Okay," and I'm thinking, "Well, you know, if she wants to take you to dinner, and she wants to pick up the check. Great." Um, yeah, and I think it's also tell me what you think of this. I think it's so important that women always offer, always offer. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, please, no please,
0: please. Yes, I know women mm-hmm. don't listen to this episode. Are these episodes, but. Yes, I do believe that they should offer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more traditional in the sense, you know, me too. it's tough. It's <laughs> tough. What'd you say?
1: I said me you too. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like, yeah, I believe that men should do it. I don't think men should do it because women are a prize and they should be treated like queens. That's mm-hmm. weird. That's not why you do it. And I know that there are a lot of women who do expect them, the man, to pay on the first date because of that reason. That grosses me out too. So not because of that. Uh, more because it is, it's going to be beneficial for the man in terms of building attraction, taking care of things and providing is something that women are really attracted to and it's going to help your cause by picking up the tab on the first date. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. You just, I don't know. There, I have so many thoughts on this. It's like, there's so many, there's so many places to go with it because yeah, you do want to watch mm -hmm. out to make sure what's up.
1: No, I was just going to jump gears completely and ask you okay. something about your clients. What do you think, based on your clients, so your own research, what do you think singles are struggling with the most right now?
0: Right now, I think they're struggling a couple things. One, they're struggling with the attraction in general, right? It's really, really hard, even as an above-average looking man with above-average criteria, to get a date online. I say online specifically because that's just how most people are dating. Not many people are using in-person as much as I definitely encourage that. So right now, dating seems to be like dating is synonymous with online dating. And so men are having really hard trouble getting dates there. But also, I believe that they're having trouble with western women and the attitudes that western women have Mm. and that a lot of western women kind of seem to want it all and not want to offer anything for all the things that they want so we call that entitlement and so we have to deal with a lot of entitlement in western society
1: Mm. I completely agree. Absolutely. But I also think there are other countries that also suffer, like Russia. I think there's... Women have a lot of entitlement with that, too. And this is a general, you know, I'm generally speaking, I've just from the experiences I've had,
0: you know. From what I've heard, I'm not really an expert too much on this, but from what I've heard is they might be entitled, but they will offer in return they're not expecting the world without without bringing value in so women in russia being you know generally speaking super feminine taking care of their man being very attentive to his right. needs so they might expect but at least they'll give in return at least that, that's what i've heard as opposed to to the west where it's the opposite they like want They want it all and they don't really understand what men want nor seem to care what we want. And men tend to get a bad rep for what it is that we want. It's like once we say what we're interested in, it's like misogyny. It's really messed up. Is any of this ringing? Have you seen any of this anywhere Heard about any of this? Seeing it with any of your girlfriends?
1: Here's the thing: when I do a consultation with a potential client, a male client, I have had time and time again where they've said, "Please, no, you know, um, Russian women. It's it's just not a fit for me." And I'm like, "Okay, do you want to talk about it?" And they're like, "I just have had enough bad experiences where I feel like I've gotten taken advantage of. Therefore, and and here's the thing: I have some Russian girlfriends that are amazing. I play tennis with some of them, so." I think that, you know, working with men, I hear all kinds of different things. And so, but nonetheless, it doesn't even matter because the entitlement, it doesn't matter where you're from. If you have a sense of entitlement and you think that everything should be given to you, then there's a problem there. It doesn't even matter where you come from, you know, um, that's a you problem. And so I can yeah. empathize with men that that's, that's tough.
0: Well, maybe it's not entitlement if you do offer something in return, you know?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's, it's, I guess it's one thing to be entitled. Well, You feel you deserve something, but no one deserves anything unless they are doing some sort of work or or giving something in return. That's just not how the world works, right? Mm -hmm. No one deserves anything. I can wake up and go, I deserve a a six pack and a million dollars. No, I don't. I don't deserve that at all. Now, If I do the work and offer value and do something to get those things, then we can talk. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's a complicated topic. I've been broaching the topic for the past year because of how much I've seen being discussed on the internet and seeing just crazy videos and interviews with a lot of women that do expect a lot and they just expect it just because they're women and no one should expect anything just because. And that, and so anyways, back to your question is that's what is making it a little bit hard for men. I think that Western women are not so attractive in that sense anymore.
1: Hmm. I mean, I don't agree because I think Western women, but it's all experiences, right? Like I've never had any client complain about Western women. So that's a shock to me. But at the same time, you know, your clients and my clients are two different types of clients, perhaps. So, or maybe not types, but we've just experienced different feedback and that's okay.
0: Well, I'll say this. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I don't know how much my clients are even complaining about that. I'm kind of more talking about single men in general, because a lot of the guys that do complain about that, complain about it so much that they're like, they're, they're done. They're not even, they're Mm. taking themselves out of the dating pool, you know? Mm. So, if we were going more specific to my clients, which I think was your original question, mainly it's just really, really tough to get the chance to get a woman on a date based on um, their current dating habits. That seems to be the tough part.
1: Mm. You know, I had a client ask me something yesterday and he said, he's another one of my coaching clients and he said, Talia, when do I confirm a date? Because you know, we were just talking about getting going on the date. Right. And I told him to make sure to confirm the date the day of before noon. And I'm just curious because you're a dating coach and you also coach Ben. Do you agree with that? When do you say confirm the date?
0: So speaking of that, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's one of the things that I learned a little bit later in my career of teaching dating. And I will admit, I was, I was wrong for many years. Basically, for many years, I was under the impression, you set a date with somebody, okay? So let's say I ask you out. I say, hey, let's go to wherever Italian restaurant, Monday at 8 p.m. You down? You're like, yeah, great. See you then. I was under the impression for many years. That's it. You just go to the oh, restaurant. Yeah. They'll be there and you'll see them. Not the that's yeah, yeah, you're 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 you're, uh cringing a little bit and you're right, it's Um, not how it works anymore. And I had a I was I still think it's a little bit ridiculous, but the advice is because we got to talk about what works and what doesn't. The advice is what you gotta you gotta confirm
1: confirm it, yes, you you have have to confirm it the day of and preferably before noon just so that that person knows it's concrete. It's solid. The plan is happening tonight.
0: Yeah, you do. And Mm. I say, confirm the day before day before Mm -hmm. is probably the best because even the day of could be too late. I still think it's really funny that we have to, but again, what works works and what works is you you just got to do it because people will expect that it's not on, you know, they'll, they'll think it's just, it's, it's not on. So, so yeah, day before is best. And well, here let me ask you this. Who should confirm?
1: The guy should confirm. Of course, he's the one who asked out the girl, and so the guy should send a text with the details of the reservation or where or where you're going at least, even if it's a coffee shop, you know. Mention that, the time and everything. And then I always say send a sweet text before noon and say, looking forward to seeing you tonight at eight o'clock at Gibson or wherever you're going. That way you're reiterating the details. She knows she's not getting ghosted. She knows that this is happening. And if it's on our calendar and she somehow forgot about it, now she's like, Oh, wait a minute. That is tonight. I forgot to have that tonight. And she has plenty of hours to refigure out her schedule. God forbid she forgot, you know, So I think before 12, sending a sweet text of, you know, looking forward to seeing you tonight at XYZ is a really, it's just good practice and you'll get good results with it too.
0: If the woman asks the guy out, then you think that she should pay and she should be the one confirming. (laughs)
1: Let's not even live in that world because like you said, it's not traditional and I am very traditional and so are you. So let's just live in the world that... um, and especially with the audience on this podcast, let's be real—it's going to be the guy that's asking the girl.
0: Yeah, isn't that interesting? Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's fine. Again, I don't think that's an entitled thing. I think that's—that is the dance, the way that it should be performed. The man leading, the woman following, both enjoy that role. One feels masculine. One feels feminine. And it tends to be a win. So for sure, Talia, we met. You are a fantastic conversation and I enjoy chatting with you about all topics, dating and relationships. If guys want to work with you and they want to hire a matchmaker, and I do really believe this, not just because we're friends, but I really do truly believe that you are one of the best. I've heard so many success stories and I just know that you're top of the line. So guys, if you're looking for a matchmaker, you want to go that route, I suggest Talia. And Talia, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on Instagram. Just send me a DM. It's my first and last name. So at T-H-A-L-I-A-O-U-I-M-E-T. It's the easiest way.
0: Perfect. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes and they can reach out to you and go from there. Talia, any last words, maybe kind of full circle here, what you were saying in the beginning, any positive mantras, affirmations to share with the people out there who are struggling a little bit?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. So positive note to leave on would be, Your mindset is everything. Your mindset on dating is going to be the outcome. So stay positive. Know that there is someone out there for you and tell yourself every day that you are extremely lucky and that luck is coming to you and that you will meet your person and stay in that energy. And when you get really bogged down, keep yourself busy and fill up your love jar with friends, community, sports, whatever that is, that will not have you ever hone in on the negative. So stay positive and you will find love.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Talia. Appreciate you being on.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.